This call is being recorded. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that joined us on the line this morning? Good morning. This is Sister Shantae. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to the call this morning. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Welcome good. to the call. Good morning, and thank you. Have a blessed day. You too. Good morning, Elsie. It's Krishanda. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Krishanda. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the call this morning. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. I am Elsie. Has anyone joined us on the call? Would like to say good morning. Hi, good morning, Elsie. This is Denise. Hope you're doing well. I am doing really well. <laughs> Welcome That's to the wonderful. call this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie, your hostess. Is there anyone that joined us on the call would like to say good morning? Good morning, Elsie. It's Kenya. Good morning, Sister Kenya. How you doing? Good morning. I am doing really well. Good morning. Who is that that joined us on the line? Good morning. This is Keisha. Good morning, Keisha. Welcome to the call this morning. Thank you.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie, your hostess. Is there anyone that joined us on the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Elsie and family. This is Brother Dwayne. Good morning, Brother Dwayne. Welcome to the call this morning. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is anyone that joined us the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Elsie. You sound wonderful this morning. This is Lisa. Hey, family. Good morning, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Welcome to the call this morning. Thank you. Good morning, family. Happy Saturday. This is Bubbly. Morning, Bubbly. Morning. Happy Saturday. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Anyone that joined us in the line that would like to say good morning? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that joined us on the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Elsie. Is there anyone that would like to say good morning? That has just joined us on the call. Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Elsie and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting from 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us daily in May for the monthly theme entitled, please put your phone on mute. Thank you. Thank you so much. For the monthly theme entitled expansion, you don't want to miss the messages teaching and lessons and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declarers. You will definitely be blessed. There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so 
by visiting www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me, declare victory, or cash app at dollar sign, I declare victory. Again, you can visit us at declarevictory.org, paypal.me slash declarevictory, or cash app dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for giving and trusting in Him. There are no announcements on the app today. The order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought to you by Bubbly. The declaration will be brought to you by Dwayne and Sarah. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by declarers Dwayne and Sarah. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise by Bubbly. The declaration will be brought to you by Dwayne and Sarah. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarers Dwayne and Sarah. The scripture for today is Colossians 1, 9, and 10. For these reasons, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives so that you may live in a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to our prayer warrior. Have a blessed day, everyone. Good morning, Heavenly Father. We thank you right now, Father. We just love you, God, and we just adore you this morning, Heavenly Father. <clears throat> we thank you, dear God, for the life, help, the strength this morning, Father God. Thank you for allowing us to be on the wake-up call this morning, Lord God, that you touch us with your finger of love, God, and you didn't have to, but we are oh so grateful that you did, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we just want to adore you. We just want to adore you this morning, Lord God. Because of who you are, Lord God, not but what you're doing, not what you've done, not what you're going to do, Lord God, but just adore you for who you are, God. We are ever so grateful for who you are in our lives, dear God. We just adore you, adore you this morning, God. Lord, I just ask, oh God, for your continued blessings over this world, God, for this nation, Lord God. Father God, we ask right now, God, that you touch those who are... Walking in hate, God, 
they were walking in love, God. Touch their hearts, God. Touch their hearts that they and ask to search their hearts, Lord God, that they could come into the knowledge of you, Lord God. Lord, asking, oh God, that you cover all our black and brown babies, Lord God, and that the people, nobody will, they will see them in you and that they won't treat them like animals, Lord God, that they will treat them like the gifts that you made them to be, God. I just thank you right now for all those who's lost their lives. Thank you, oh God, for families, Lord God, and and just touch the families right now to those who've lost their lives unnecessarily, Lord God. We know you know all things and all truths, Lord God, but we just want to just pray, Lord God, for this world, Lord God, because it's becoming more hateful, God. But we need to show them love. If we're going to be Christians and followers of you, Lord God, your first commandment is to love, Lord God. We just love you, Lord God, but we need to share and show love to those who don't know you, Lord God, but those who are walking with confused minds, Lord God, but those who just have lost their way and don't know the way, Lord God. You are the way. You are the truth. You are God all by yourself, Lord God. You, you just so good, Father. You're mighty good, Father, to us, Lord God. We thank you. We thank you this morning. We just thank you, Lord God, for all that you do, Lord God. Ask you to catch those um, on the call and not even on the call who may be at this time as we get ready to celebrate Mother's Day. Their mothers have gone on to glory, Father God, but that we remember them, Lord God. Remember the good things. Remember that we have angels watching over us, and we call them mothers. God, I thank you for being Allowing me to be a mother, Father God. Thank you for my children, Father. Thank you for my grandchildren, Father God. Thank you for my sisters and brothers, Lord God. Thank you for my nieces and nephews that have to go be their first their first Mother's Day without their mom, Lord God. I ask, oh God, that you just cover them, Lord God. Cover them and cover those who I don't even know who are going through this this time of bereavement and grief and all of that, oh God, that, they, um, that they're going through, Lord God. I just thank you, Lord God. I'm asking for blessings, God, to cover all the um, people in the administration, Lord God, our president, our vice president, all of the people, all the people who are in administration, oh God. I'm asking, oh God, that we keep keep our, pray, our eyes on you and pray for this pandemic, Lord God. That people who are in the front lines, Lord God, the EMTs, the nurses, the firemen, the police, and whoever else is out there on the front line, God, to help out in all of this this pandemic, Lord God. Help us to stay focused on you, Lord God. Faith over fear, Lord God. Faith over fear, Lord God, is my prayer, Lord God. I ask, oh God, that you just strengthen us, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I I just I can't thank you enough, Lord God. I, there is so many things to pray over, Lord God, but this is for us to continue to pray. God, praying for our clerks, our clergymen, um, our pastors, the priests, all of those who have leadership over feeding your flock, Lord God, 
we are at a new a new normal by not being able to be physically in the building, but we are the church. We are the church, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for this day. I thank you for this day, Lord God. God, I just love you so much, dear God. I just love you so much, dear God. There is no one like you, Lord Jesus. I ask, oh God, that you cover uh, the Elliot's for that, Lord God, as they prepare to share about expansion, Lord God. Open up our hearts and our minds, Lord God, to be susceptible, to be able to hear what they have to say, Lord God. Father, I just ask that you just continue to walk with us, Lord God. Asking, oh God, that you just be with us, Lord God. Okay, thank you enough, Lord God, for who you are, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God, thank you. We give your name praise. We give your name adoration. We just thank you, God, for right now. I can ask you to continue to be with Dion, Lord God. The, 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 um, the one who leads us and guides us and declare victory, Lord God. Thank you for all the declares so far, Lord God, that has gave their hearts ears and messages about expansion, Lord God. Be asking, oh God, to lift up our hands, lift our voices with praise this morning, Lord God. So as we prepare to take our phones off mute, Lord God, and continue to just get up to give your name the praise, give your name the glory, give your name the honor. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are so worthy. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to our God. We praise you, Lord. We magnify your name, Lord God. Hallelujah. There is none like you, Jesus. There is none like you, Lord God. We praise you. We honor you, Lord God. We adore you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for another day. Thank you, Lord God, for making a way. Hallelujah. We are so excited, Lord God, that you woke us up this morning. We are so excited that you have a door for us today. No COVID can stop you. Hallelujah. We keep our hand in your hand, Lord God. We praise you, Lord God. We glorify your name. We bless you, Lord God. We adore you wholeheartedly. Praise 
I just uh, I bask in and I'm just uh, it just puts a smile on my face of how our father just knows what he's doing and he's very strategic and uh, you know the I don't know of anybody else but prayer usually those who are praying the prayer warriors and the the clerics don't really don't talk beforehand of what's going to happen. Um, but bubble your prayer of bringing in just our hearts to be ready and love, um, it, it just hits the nail right on it of what this declare is all about in, in expansion. We didn't have any conversation beforehand, but sister, you just prayed in um, exactly what what this is going to be about. I want to thank, uh, as usual, um, I just thank uh, everybody for allowing us to have an opportunity uh, to speak. Uh, thank our Heavenly Father, and we thank um, the administration uh, for the victory um, that allow us the opportunity. Uh, D, Dion, and, and Moni, and everyone that worked so hard to keep this thing going. Um, it always feels when we're away. I mean, and we only had to take a little bit of a break, but it feels like, it, again, it was like a forever break. But uh feel like we are home. A lot has been going on, and, and, and as far as expansion, the Lord has been blessing our our family and, and our territory. And uh, in the middle of all this COVID, we moved. Um, so now we have more space, <laughs> which is very grateful in our families and uh, a nice home and a nice neighborhood. And um, I just want to give glory to God that even uh, in the midst of everything, he still shines upon and his love is still upon us. And in the midst of the entire world being chaotic with some stuff that just doesn't make sense and stuff that was not anticipated and expected, he is still there and his love still shines. And he still expects us to expand. Um, and, and where does expansion start? It starts at the heart. And and that's why I want to say, that, you know, bubbly hit it right on the head. Um all expansions and movement of God and the movement of the kingdom and anything that happens, it starts at the heart. Our hearts have to be expanded for God to have room to do anything with us first off in order to have anything to do for the kingdom. Um, it all, everything, every start, every expansion, every if you're doing a project and you're building your home or you're expanding the neighborhood or a city landscape or what have you, there's a starting point. And God has a very direct starting point with any movement, with working with a human being, with working with a community, with working with this church. It all starts at the heart. Um, so what does the Bible say as far as what the heart is? Um, and for, first off, for Father God, I just ask you, to be very present, to be very real. And I say, Daddy, help. For your word to be for, let us hear you, not us, let us hear you right now. Help in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Just nice to be back here. And um, I just wanted to. Um, share a verse um, that the Lord laid on my heart in regards to the heart. When, when Dwayne and I um, heard about speaking on expansion, 
I really sat with that for a couple days and a couple things came to mind, but then the Lord then just began to speak to my heart and um, talk to me a little bit about the next process or some of the processes that he was doing in my own heart. And those of you that have heard us before, you've probably heard us speak on heart healing. And I spoke of a story about being the Lord showing me that I was in the ICU and he wanted to do a deep work, a deep surgery on my heart, but I kept getting off the table and he spoke to me and said, stop getting off the table so I can finish the work. And that, that was a season that he, he, he took me through about a year and a half to two years of deep heart healing. This time, when the word expansion came up, he spoke to me and said, I want to build on your heart. I want to expand it. And so I've really been pressing in. And he led me to a verse in Psalms 119.32. This is the Amplified. And it says, I will run in the ways of your command when you enlarge my heart. I, there's just so much impacted in just that verse. I will run in the ways of your command. And um, another version or the expanded version of the Amplified says, I will run the way of your command with purpose. And when you're running, you have a goal and you're focused. You have to be in order to get to that goal. And you, and you have a purpose to get to the goal. So our eyes must be fixed on the goal in order to meet it. Um, and the other part of that, that uh, expanded version says, for you will give me a heart that is willing. So we're going to build on this a little bit for you guys and break it down. Because it's so important for us to understand what the Lord is saying about building and expanding our heart and how he wants to. And there's, there's really two different ways in which um, this can happen. And when he began to speak to my heart about expanding it, um, my husband and I were currently moving from a small three-bedroom I want to say 1,200 square feet, a little, okay, 1,307, very small with our three children, apartment, and moving into uh, more than double, you know, almost double that. And uh, he was expanding us in the natural, but he wants to expand in the spiritual because there's things when you... And it's, you know, so, okay, I want you to picture this because the Lord gave me a kind of like a vision of what this looks like. If you own a house and you want to expand it, there's construction that has to take place. And oftentimes, in order for that to happen, he has to knock down some walls. And then he has to build onto, right, when, we, when, we're, when we're doing 
when we're wanting to, our home to be bigger, say you want an extra space, but, you know, bigger bedroom, so you knock out a wall and you make it bigger, bigger living room, um, bigger kitchen, you have to tear everything apart. You have to get rid of the debris, and you have to have a good contractor, and you have to have a blueprint and have it built. And it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. And if it does, you're probably not going to have good quality. It's a process. If you, um, another way that, that you know, you can have more capacity if you are in a home is by removing all the items, you know, that you don't need. The things that you trip over and are in our way. And um, I work in senior living, independent, and there are some hoarders. <laughs> and I feel bad because they trip over their stuff and, they, you know, there's just too much. There's not enough capacity for, for functionality because they put things in there that they, and they don't want to let go of them. So... That's kind of how the Lord opened up this enlargement of the heart when he was speaking to me about it, that there's, there's parts of our heart that we haven't surrendered to him. There's parts of our heart, there's almost like these little rooms in our heart, and, and he's a gentleman. He's not going to barge in, and he, he will only come if, if you uh, surrender so we have we have more to say and more verses to share and a process here, but that's kind of setting the precedence of what what we're going to be speaking about um, this morning. Thank you, love. Um, so, what does the Bible say the heart actually is? We were having a conversation. It's kind of like okay, so based on the Bible, what is the heart anyway? Like, on a biblical standpoint. The Bible talks about the heart around 946 times. That's a lot. That's a lot of, of, on a single subject. And why? You know, why, why is it brought up and why is it so important? Um, why can it be so important to be the first thing, you know, to, to actually make any adjustments or, or, or change um, or movement? Uh, biblically, in biblical understanding in the time period, uh, the heart is part of a man's spiritual makeup. Um, the concept in biblical times is that our decisions, feelings, and thought process came from the heart. It was thought to be the, the basically the control center um, from which all decisions are, are made. My wife had a vision one time. There was a, she was having a dream or a vision and saw a brain heart, you know, combo kind of thing. And that's kind of the the Jewish and the biblical understanding, especially in the in, you know I think coming from the origins of the first church or, or first faith and how God looks at it. A lot of the thinking process is a dual combination of, of heart and you know brain. That's kind of the thought process of how um, it goes. Uh, it's thought to be the place where you have your will, your attitude, intentions, and the source of your thoughts, actions, and words. 
place of Elohim, a place where you have your will, your attitude, your intentions, and the source of your thoughts, actions, and your words. Um, primarily, for in the Gospels or primarily in the Scripture, uh, the heart is a spiritual organ that drives man's behavior. We make our choices. So uh, even in, you know, okay, we're, we're modernized and we understand that the brain is where the thinking process happens and, and, and you know, collects all that and what have you. But honestly, you have, we think with our brain, but we make most of our decisions or we make all of our decisions really from the heart. It is the driving force. Um, you can say that, well, you know, the, even the most intellectual person, you know, I do, uh, I work in sales, I work with, with um, in, basically in education still, of being admissions uh, coach and advisor. And, um, but when it comes to getting somebody into the doors to, to get them into uh, training, to get them into school or so forth, uh, and and what I work now is actually with people that are going into tech. And so you think, okay, they, they work with their brains. These are people that are more intellectual, whatever, and they're, they're going to work with their brains. But my bosses are still always saying that you're still the driving for the, the decision-making still coming from the heart. You still have to penetrate and touch the heart with something that says, this is worth it for me and mine because of such and such. Because we're going to make our decisions based on what the heart says, because it's still that's where our intentions are, our attitude, and really where we're coming from. When it's all said and done, uh, it tends to say go to the pain points of like it's either what makes a pain go away or makes me feel better or what have you. That's really where we go to. First um, Samuel sixteen seven B says, "For the Lord sees not as man sees." For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Anything and everything else we can put up or shove up or show or, or want to say things or about it, God's like, that's great. That's all for sure. That's all wonderful. But your heart is literally who you are and where your intentions are and, and the focal point. Um, in fact, God, when, when looking at it, the heart, uh, for, for God, the heart is the starting place for spiritual life. Uh, and we can understand this based on God's actions towards the human heart. When you're um, being born again, when he's transforming a life, when he's waking your spiritual man up, you know, we're born with uh, your, your, your body, mind, and spirit. But the spirit tends to be the spirit man that connects us to God you know, as you, our soul and our spirit, when we're coming, it's always a, that 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 tension going between the two of based on our heart, you know, um, what our heart intends or wants or wants to make a decision. Our soul and our spirit man are going to come. Our, our our flesh man and our spirit man are going to come at each other, trying to you know to make the heart go in a certain direction. Well, to wake up that spirit man, because until we we have the Holy Spirit within us. He's asleep or she's asleep. Um, and according to Ezekiel 36, 26 through 27, um, the Lord's first steps in the action of waking us up and bringing spiritual life, he says, moreover, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. 
and I will remove the heart of stone um, from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. 27, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my ordinances and do them. So he knows we, we've got the stone heart. We, we don't intend the thing to do the things or, or come off with the good intentions and everything that the Lord would have us do. Human beings would like to think, well, we're born innocent and, you know, we, we mean all the best and we come from a good place and the world just kind of, life just hits us enough times that we turn out for the bad and the Lord is like, you're born wicked. Sorry to say, that, that baby, that beautiful baby, whatever, is born into sin. You, for all the maybe good intentions that you have, that's all well and fine, but you're born to look at full number one first, and you're born in the wickedness, and I have to remove, I have to actually mend and break all the mess off in order to bring you that heart of flesh and have something to start with, because I can't mold rock. God is the master potter, but you can't mold rock. That is, that is that I've got to tenderize and break off all the, that barrier and all that mess and all that you know, in order to get to something malleable that I can work with. Um, and so change needs to happen with that heart because there's a problem. You know, forgot, there, there's obviously a problem to start with. And Jeremiah 17:9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things. And it is extremely sick. And this is amplified. Who can understand it fully and know its secret motives? I, the Lord, search and examine the mind. I test the heart and watch, and and there is the combo. I, the Lord, search and examine the mind and I test the heart to give to each man according to his ways according to the results of his deeds. Our Father's already saying most two important things, your mind and your heart. That's where everything comes from. That's where everything's going to, that's the root of all things. That's where you're going to either find power in life or find death. Um, he's making it very plain and very known where he starts the process. Yes, I'm Yeah, that's good, hon. Um, when you were talking, um, I, 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 there's a couple verses, and the first one um, that uh, the Lord gave that I shared with you last night is Proverbs 23:26, and it says, "My my son, give me your heart, and let your eyes delight in my ways." And it really connects to that other verse in Psalms 119, where it says, "I will run in the ways of your command." Well, in order to run in the ways of his commands and to walk in righteousness, we have to give our heart to him to work on. Just, you know, just like a house uh, can represent our life, you know, just that construction alone, um, we have to be willing to let him work on it. And uh, another verse that came up just now, uh, I was trying to remember this verse last night, um, it's, it's in Matthew. 12, 25, and it says, and Jesus knew their thoughts, and he said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself 
is brought to dissolution, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And I was reminded of this dream I've had where the Lord was showing me a new house. Um, if I were to interpret that, I'd say this is, it would represent my life. And I walked into this blue room, and there was all these dividers in it. And the best way to describe it, uh, maybe some ladies would remember, there used to be this uh, thing that they would, I don't know, they may still make it. It's, it's for your shoes, and you can, it's like something you can roll underneath your bed, and it has all these dividers for you to put your shoes in. Those dividers are basically just cardboard, and you can pick it up and just fold them up if you wanted to. But it was just enough to keep everything kind of divided. And uh, when I walked into that room, that's what I saw was these dividers all over in the room. And in my dream, um, Jesus um, picked those dividers up and just folded them up. And we stood there and looked in the room. And I began to dream with him as to what would go in that room. And we don't realize um where our heart can be divided or how we've set up barriers when we any time that we've um come into an agreement with a lie from the enemy any time that we have a generational um curse that needs to be broken any time where our focus has not been on anything but has been on everything but God and we, we talked about um a little bit last night too when we were when we were discussing um that Proverbs twenty three, twenty six when it says, My son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. The next verse talks about um warning that son um against pro you know uh the woman in prostitution and letting your eyes uh direct the into other, it was prostitution, and after that, alcoholism. So basically, what it was talking about was your eyes are getting distracted. You're, it's like uh, where the Lord says they they honor me, or they speak, they have a lot of words yeah, with their lips, but their heart is divided, right? Because in their heart, they're not focusing on the on the Father, and they're and they're coping, their coping mechanisms are to run to alcohol, to prostitution, pornography, you know, um, gossip, whatever. And so that's part where uh, David said, create in me a clean heart, O Lord, that I may not sin against you. Um, that verse in Proverbs says, give me your heart. It doesn't say fix your heart on your own. He didn't ask us to pick up a hammer and start expanding our heart. He didn't ask us to draw up the blueprint. He didn't ask us to knock down the laws. He said, give it to me, and he'll do it. And then I mean, we all know that Jesus was a carpenter. He's a pretty good contractor. You know, he's going to do a fantastic, beautiful job if we'll let him. As long as we get out of the way, he will show us the areas of our heart that he wants to work on. And in and, uh, and this past season, uh, the past couple months, things that I um, – I have journeyed with the Lord on um, that I thought, oh, you know, I am 100% healed in this area. 
because the Lord did such a good job. I realized there was an area that um, I only let him so far into that room. And then um, I had some resistance. And the Lord opened the door again, and he said, may I enter? And um, and there's, there was resistance there. I had some resistance. I was hanging on to some stuff. And, and I love how he walks into a room, and he'll stand there just right beside you. And he'll say, you know what? I think we could redecorate this. And I think we could get rid of a lot of this old junk. And I think we could make it new. And I know that in our current circumstance, I mean, we've just we've just been through this um, COVID, we're in it, COVID-19. It's changed everything in our world. And um, and then just recently with uh, the Ahmad family, the Ahmad Arbery family, and my heart literally just weeped. Um, and we have choices. We have choices with where we will allow our heart um, to uh, bring in uh, information and how we process it and how we let it set in our heart. And uh, I, I work with seniors. And seniors, by the way, uh, anybody over the age of 70, <laughs> probably even anyway, could be from 50 on, the, uh, it gets harder and harder to deal with change. And, and the seniors I've been working with have been having a really hard time. I think they're good troopers um, with being restricted. And it's like they retired and you're telling them to stay in place. That's, you know, that's really hard for them. Um, they want to have that independence of, I'm, I'm not working anymore. I want to be free. And uh, I'll have several that will come um, downstairs and watch the news all the time. And, and they're, all, they're also the ones that want to have two and three beers at happy hour, <laughs> right? Because they're having a really hard time. Um, because of how much they're bringing in and, and letting re- resonate. And it's like sometimes you, you bring in so much of the negative news and the politics and the things that are going on, and you don't know what to do with it. And the Lord is saying, give it to me. Give it to me. You know, somewhere between the heart, the brain and the heart, we have to be able to let the Lord help us renew our minds and process information and understand that he is 100% sovereign and in control. What we have to be careful of in our hearts is not to allow um, frustration, irritation, annoyance, offense, um, anger from what's been going on and and even the pandemic. And, uh, I mean, there's so much to think about. Honestly, the the entire globe, um, if you were to look at this psychologically, uh, might need therapy. Because the entire globe is going through a uh, shock, and um, and not everybody understands who their prince of peace is, and uh, it's so important that we lift our eyes to the mountains 
and we allow the Lord, we give our heart over to him to process some of the stuff that's been going on and to remember and realize and be thankful for his faithfulness because he wins in the end. And he's working behind the scenes. I, I was just speaking to a friend last night about Noah and his family, probably the first family to under, truly understand what quarantine is. Right? 40 days and 40 nights of rain. But they didn't get to hop off, off that boat after 40 days and 40 nights. They were on there for about 300, they say about 371 days, a little over a year, before they could step off the boat. And remember, everything was restored back to the original, kind of, because everything was wiped out. Everything was wiped out. So they, it was a brand new beginning, a brand new start for Noah and his family. And there's just so much to learn about how the Lord is going to use what we're going through. And I know if I was stuck in a boat for 371 days with just my family, I might go a little cuckoo. I guarantee that where, where their hearts were going into the boat is, is that God did a work in their hearts as they, in, before they came off. And the Lord probably knew where their hearts were before he was going to let them on the earth, the renewed earth. He had to do a work in them. And, and, I, and I could see how God is using this situation that we are all in um, to do a work in our hearts. Now, we can, we, can, we can spend our time filling up the time, or we can actually let the Lord do a work on our hearts, which is where he wants us. The Lord is not concerned on how long we have to be in quarantine. He's not concerned about it because he would rather we stay in quarantine a little extra longer until we can finally get to a place in our hearts where we surrender them. Good word, good word. Deuteronomy 10.16, the Amplified Version, says, so circumcise, that is, remove sin from your heart, and be stiff-necked, that's stubborn or um, abstinent, no longer. Uh, when David is speaking to the Lord, Psalms 51, 10 through 13 in the Amplified Version, it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right and steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your heart your Holy Spirit, from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. And here's a kicker. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted and return to you. We say that first part a lot, but that second part, the whole reason why, why is David asking for his heart to be clean and change him? Um, we need to open our hearts to God for our transformation before we're any good. And we need to open our hearts to God by removing the reservations, the fears, the secrets, and the unbelief. By removing the reservations that hold us back, the fears that bind us, the secrets that we think we're keeping from him, 
and the unbelief, then maybe we don't know that he knows what he's talking about or or that he's really going to come through that he's going to do anything with us. And that's a whole other tirade. Um, but those are the things that we fill our hearts and our heart chambers up with, the stuff that's in the way, the stuff that needs to be flushed out, the stuff that needs to just really get the heck out of there so he can have room to work. Um, I, a year or so ago now, when you know we first started doing declarations, um, I spoke on when you know Sarah and I worked with the at-risk and abuse teens, and we lived in these big old cottages with ten to thirteen homicidal, suicidal teenagers, and raising our two baby girls in the craziest way. Um, and you know, therapeutic teaching, parenting, and we had head therapists and all, and we had to go to them. And the head therapist, you know, of course, to make sure that we're okay, we'd have to go to them and have you know group. Uh, as all the parents, teaching parents together, and then uh, sometimes just the males or females, but basically it says that we're okay and how we're doing. And I remember one time he told me something I didn't like hearing, and I initially was offended at, and then eventually had to realize he was right. Um, so he had said, you know, you love, you're limited in your love. You love with everything you have. Great but you're limited. You have very little love. And I was like, dude, do you know what I do? Do you forget what I do and who I am? Do you understand what I pour out to people, my family, the teens that are around me, people that I meet at the park or walking down the street? Like, I am love. What are you talking about? Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit of pride. But it was very true. I, I did give of all that I was, but a lot of that was just a coping mechanism and wasn't necessarily coming from genuine love. Um, you know, you, as much as you've been poured in what you have in you, how much you can give out. And so I was very much limited to it and had to get through a growth process. David... Um, is asking the Lord, I, you know, I don't love you as I should. I don't love anybody as I should. Um, not truly, not really. And like Sarah was sharing, there's a lot of things, there's a lot of blows, there's a lot of things happening. We can harden our hearts and not have the Lord shine through. There's a lot of jacked up stuff happening, plain and simple, let's be real. And, and, you know, it brings up a lot of things, especially with the Arbery situation and what the family's going through and people on this call because of who we, a lot of us are and, and who we connect with and we're from what the population, you know, the black community, let's just say what it is. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that just comes up again and like, oh, here comes another one. Why? And here's another reason for an entire nation has come up and just be ticked and mad and untrusting and gathering that bitterness and looking at your neighbor and just questioning and all of that. And we have to allow him to expand our love because it's the only way any change is going to happen. We can go through the cycle again or we can allow him to say, hey, they don't know any better. 
and I need my people to be representative of me, and I need to build on you so that they can see what this is supposed to be so we can have a place to start. With that, So I would like everyone to place their hand on their heart, and I'm just going to lead you through a little prayer as we end this declaration. Uh, Lord, enlarge our hearts. Show us the areas of our hearts where there's walls up or debris. Show us how to put down the hammer and take control of all the areas that you want to expand within us. Lord, we understand that when when you expand our hearts that we will have the capacity to truly receive all of the love that you have for us. It's effortless when we receive what you have for us. It's effortless to share it with others. Because when we're so unbelievably loved by you, we can't help but love others. Because you demonstrated that love when when you sacrificed yourself. So we just thank you, Lord, that you want to expand our hearts. Make room for your glory and your presence to reside in all the areas, even the nooks and crannies, attics and basements. Our mind, our body, our spirit, our soul, Father God, just help us to come into alignment with what you want to do within us, Father God, because each and every person you have a purpose for. Our purpose resides in our heart. The dreams you instill in us to expand the kingdom starts right here in our hearts. Remove bitterness, offense, anger, irritation, annoyance. Give us the ability to love beyond. Give us the ability to have grace with everyone from the White House to to our city and state and people and workplaces. Father God, I just remove irritable people. (laughs) I just remove our uh, annoyances, Father God, because we want to come into alignment and have your vision for others. And we can't do that if we don't allow ourselves to, to be loved and to love. And we can't love unless we have the ability to receive and have our hearts be uh, willing for you to work on them. And just thank you, Jesus, for a work that you promised that you will finish because you've begun it. Let us open our doors of our heart wide open so that you can do a great work in us. In Jesus' name. Um, well, thank you for, for allowing us to come and share. And uh, if there's anyone that didn't get an opportunity to say hello before, um, we want to greet you and welcome you. Uh, you spent this time with us. And if you want to say hello, go ahead. And if you have any um, any reflection on what you heard, go right ahead. Good morning. This is Gloria. 
Thank you for the declaration. Good morning. It's good to hear you. And I was Mm. blessed. I am blessed by the word. Amen. Good morning. morning. Krishanda, I've already said good morning this morning, but I wanted to say, hey, Dream Team, so glad to hear your voices. God bless you guys. Hi, good morning. This is Arletha Renee. Um, Thank you so much for that um, share of the heart. Mm. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you. Amen. Good morning. This is Noella. Hey, Mama. (laughs) Good morning, Mom. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I miss you all. It's been a long time. Mm. But um, of all the people on this panel, but I just pray for God's guidance to keep everyone safe in these times. Because um, just think of it as uh, there's coming a new day. There'll be a new day coming. And God's got this. Mm. So all we have to do is keep our hopes up and keep our hearts in tune. I, while Sarah was sharing, I was thinking of that verse, uh, uh, that chapter that Dwayne read on um, David. Yes. David asked God to create a new heart uh-huh. in him. Um, and then you expanded on when you were with the teenagers. You thought you yes. were all in. You were all in, <laughs> right. but um, you you weren't. And I'm just thinking that a lot of times we think that everything is okay, our heart mm. is right, and we have it. And oh yeah, I love this person, or okay, I'm good with this person, or everything is fine. But like, there's a saying we usually have in our group. Until it moves from your head to mm. your heart, it's not going to work. <laughs> mm. yeah. Because a lot of times it's all in our head. Right? And this is why they say that man looks at the outward appearance, but God right. looks on the, on the heart. Because it's in our head and we talk the talk. And then everyone sees that. But un- but God knows the difference. Mm-hmm. He can see our heart, and He knows what's going on. Right? So that's why it has to get from our head into our heart for God, you know, to do a work with us. For He for Him to work with us, and for us to be free, and for Him to get us to where He wants us to go. It has to go to the heart. If it's in the head, it's not going to work. So, bless you guys for your reflection this morning. It has been a blessing. Mm, Love you, Mommy. Love you, you, everyone. And be all be safe. You too, Mom. I love that reflection because it reminds me of where I work. We have a maintenance director. And when he's 
working on a room, he it's like when I when we do our stand up we do these stand ups every morning to talk about what we're doing for the day. <clears throat> no one else knows what's going on in that room and where what the or even the facility what's going on with that facility except for that maintenance director because he's the one that hired the contractors. He's the one that's been in it. The Lord, if we are willing to give our heart to him to work on yeah. our heart, there is no one else who's going to know our heart best except for the one who's, been, who's the contractor who's been working on it. So that's, how, that's such a great visual to know that, you know, that person <clears throat> across the table from you or in your church or whatever in your family, they don't know what's been going on in your heart, what God's been working on, but God knows. And there's times that it's like you're, you know, <laughs> if you are subconsciously somewhere else, like say when I go to work and we have a maintenance person at our house working, he knows more than I do, right? right? So the Lord knows sometimes more about what's going on in our own heart because he's the one that's behind the scenes working on it than we know. Where we can, um, where we want to be is to come to the Father and have that stand-up meeting with him and say, okay, what have you done so far and what do I need, you, need to give you access to? Anyone else? Good morning. Can you guys hear me? Yes, ma'am. Yes, we okay. can. Um, I accidentally had it off of mute. So um, this is Prosperous Pam. You guys, I'm so excited to hear your voice this morning. I just really, really am always so blessed by hearing you guys. So I was the first few minutes when I got on the call, I wasn't able to like focus because I was like, Dwayne and Sarah are back. Hallelujah. Um, yeah, you know how you were mentioning about uh, a few, well, I don't know if we're still saying hello. I don't want to start taking over the conversation. I don't know if we're still saying hello before I start. It's a combination. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know how you're, well, first, you know, that was such a good reminder, Sarah, about, um, you know, we got to have God into the, in, in this whole, I'm doing the restructuring, I'm in the process of restructuring, reinventing my new normal with this whole shelter in place, um, and that, this whole theme that we've been on this week about expansion, um, is just so powerful, and you know, we talked about like having a builder come and demolish the place, house, and redesign it, and things like that. That's I'm just in the part of that place where I'm not getting totally demolished. I'm inviting God to come in with me, and let's we're redesigning things. Um, so I was just so so blessed by um, just so many things that you guys shared, but I think the key takeaway again is just reminding that. Um, I'm inviting God into this, and I want God to come. Thank you for that. Oh, when we put our hands over our heart, I want God to just be the director over this design that we're doing in me. So praise God. It was wonderful to hear you both, and um, have a blessed day. God bless you.
Hey, Brother Duane, this is Sarah. This is Beverly. Um, excellent share. It was definitely necessary. Um, but for all that came to me, um, I hear Dion saying about that heart posture. And I'm like, hmm, you know, how are you bringing your heart to God? How are you bringing, you know, are you, and like Sarah said, are you willing to stay on that table until he can finish doing that work in you and in your heart? Because everything starts really, realistically, like you said, it starts from the heart. You know, we say, we think we, you know, we think we know it all and we think we can do everything because we are so intellectual and we have all these devices and all that. But ne- nevertheless, it still starts from the heart. I'm asking God to just use my heart to get everything out of me that he needs to get out of me. So I'm just grateful. This, I, like everyone else, is glad to hear you guys sound. I was like, wow, it's been a while. But to God be the glory for the glorious things that God is going to do with our heart if we step back and allow him to do that. Glad to hear you guys sound. Love you guys. Be blessed. Bubbly, um, we just love you. I was just, while you were talking, I saw this beautiful, like, giant grapefruit. And um, it's like your heart is good fruit. And uh, and there's, there may have been times when you felt a little squeezed. But understand that it, that the Lord is extracting things out of you. But it's such good fruit. And people, it's going to pour out over people. And many people will be blessed by you. Many people will, will be able to taste and see that the Lord is good because um, of the things that you've been through in your life. That, um, that you, and then you still praise the Lord in, in, in those hard times. And because of that, the Lord is saying that um, he has produced good fruit in you and that, that it's an overflow. It's going to bubble out of you. And um, and everyone in your path will be hit by his goodness. Bless the Lord. I receive that. I was just going to share one more thing about um, something the Lord. A couple. I it just came to my mind. It's, uh, I want to say two nights ago, no, the night before last, I'd had a house dream, and uh, it makes perfect sense now. I, I had dreamt that I, my Dwayne and I had just moved, which that actually happened in real life, but this was different. We we just moved, and no sooner did we unpack everything, and um, and we were told that we were to move again, and as as I'm um, thinking about this, as we're as we're doing this teach, the Lord is just saying that there's so many people that feel that may feel kind of feel that way with what's happened in the pandemic. It's like they just got to a certain point, and everything got changed up and mixed mixed up again, and they had to uh, move. And I don't know about you, but I was so exhausted just m- the process of moving. And how how irritating is is it when we have to like change again? I mean, there's physical exhaustion. Sometimes there's um, 
just ir- irritant. <laughs> if somebody came and told me that I'd have to pack up everything in my house right now and move again, um, my heart would probably need to, some more work because I would not be happy. And I, a lot of a lot of us have had to change a lot of things in our lives due due to um, what what's been going on. You know, work situations. So people haven't had to work, or they've had to change the way in which they work. Um, at my workplace, I have to wear a face mask for eight hours a day. It's irritation. It's irritable. I like. I don't like to be stuffed in a mask mask all day, but I need to in order to be safe. And um, there's a lot of change that people have had to do just as soon as, like, I, I, I literally started a new job, and then COVID happened. My husband started a brand new job, and COVID happened, and we both had, and we moved with, with, in a, um, a couple months after. So a lot of changes happened. It can be kind of um, irritable, but uh, the Lord, the Lord is all about keeping us uncomfortable at times, so that he can work on those parts of us that we need to surrender. I just, I just think that there's probably several of you that have had to adjust your, your schedules, your work schedules, your entire lives. Some of you may um, have, have had to uh, refrain from seeing family or friends, and, and, um, and that's disheartening. And I, I just believe that the Lord wants to move in and on your heart and kind of um, just love on you a little bit. Um, just letting you know that he's got his arms completely wrapped all around you. That's good words, Sister Sarah. I appreciate it. I'm just, I'm just sitting around now feeling like the big, the, the, the biggest, warmest hug right now that God has given me. Just to uphold me and remind me, no matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on, I got you. And that's a great feeling. That's a great feeling. Amen. If there isn't anyone else, um, we want to thank you for this uh, time together. For, for um, I just want to thank uh, the Lord for this time of the uh, brethren uh, of being together. And uh, I just pray over all of you, may this day be blessed. May we walk uh, in love with our Heavenly Father and enjoy this day and make this day count. Uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody, God bless your day. God in peace and and safety over you. God bless you. Thank you. Y'all have a blessed weekend. Amen. Have a blessed day, everyone. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day, everyone. everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Have a blessed blessed day. Have a great weekend. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Thank you. Amen. Have a blessed day. Blessings.